there's really nothing quite like taking an ice bath in a unicorn pool in the middle of a trailer park. Diz Runs Radio, episode 968, starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, today's episode is brought to you by my friends over at Head Sweats who uh, make, as far as I'm concerned, some of the uh, the best headwear around, certainly for us as runners. I, they got us covered on, on all angles, whether it's uh, the trucker hats, which are definitely my go-to uh, hat style of choice. If you're more of a visor person, I mean, you know, I'm not going to judge you, but they got you covered on the visors as well. Uh, and for those of you that live up north, you know, places where it actually gets cold, where where there's this this stuff that falls from the sky and another, you know, maybe some of you for a few weeks, maybe you're still a few months away. I don't know. Um, but for, for those of you up north, they've got you covered with uh, the beanies or the tooks, depending on how far north you happen to be. Uh, they got you covered there as well. And semi-recently, within the last year, year and a half, they got you covered beyond just your head. They got you covered on the upper body, whether you want sleeves or no sleeves. They got options there. They got you covered uh, on the on the legs, shorts and and uh, you know tights, running tights for the ladies. Uh, they don't have socks yet though. So if you're looking for socks, Head Sweats doesn't have you covered. If you're looking for just about anything else, Head Sweats has got you covered. And they also have you covered with a sweet little discount. At least as far as I'm concerned. I don't know. Maybe maybe a forty percent discount isn't a thing for you. For me, 40% is, is certainly not nothing. And I don't know. I mean, I feel like 40% is about as good of a discount as you're going to get in most places. So uh, if you're looking to uh, maybe get a, a new hat or two or few uh, for you know this fall, this winter, whatever the case might be, uh, I would encourage you to look at Head Sweats. And uh, here's the deal. If you use my link, I get a few shekels commission. doesn't cost you anything else. If you don't use my link, I don't get anything. You still get the same great stuff So at, at the same exact cost. So... If you'd be so inclined, disruns.com slash headsweats is the link. Of course, it's also in the show notes. Of course, it's also in the uh, information that's uh, kind of included with the podcast on the various apps and whatnot. You should be able to get it and click it and link it right through there. Uh, and when you, get to, when you go to checkout, whatever link you use, when you go to checkout, make sure you use the code DISRUNS40. That's D-I-Z-R-U-N-S-4-0. All jumbled together. No spaces, no underscores, no dashes, no nonsense. Diz runs four zero saves yourself forty percent off anything and everything that's available or that's in your cart, whether it's a sales sale item, full price item, and, and even full price. It's not that bad. And pro tip: they usually have like a, a you know some some level of free shipping if you spend you know thirty or forty dollars something like that. You still get the forty percent off if you get to the free shipping number. Although I believe you have to get to forty dollars after the discount to still get the free shipping. Don't quote me on that, but I think that's the case. But I'm just saying, you can get you can get a fair few pieces, certainly a fair few hats for 40 bucks. Get yourself some free shipping, get three or four hats out of the deal. Not too shabby. And I'm telling you, the quality, second to none. So check it out. Dizruns.com slash head sweats. Dizruns40 at checkout. And now without any further ado, let's go ahead and uh, dive in 
to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, uh, today's guest is a runner that uh, took quite the leap recently, signing up to run seven marathons in seven days before she had even completed a single standalone 5K race. So uh, spoiler alert, she survived the experience, is here to talk about the experience, why she did it, and uh, who knows, whatever else we'll get to as it, as it comes up, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. I got a feeling it's going to be a good time, so without any further ado, it's a pleasure to uh, be able to welcome Miss Reagan Zugi to the show. So thanks for joining us today, Reagan. Really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm happy to be to be joining you, talking a little shop about running and just my overall journey with MS Run the U.S. Yeah, looking forward to it. And guys, if you enjoyed today's conversation, you want to connect with, with Reagan on the social medias. Instagram is uh, the place to be, as is the case for a lot of folks these days. Uh, and her handle there is at Reg, Regzug, I think is how she told me to pronounce it. Yep. But it's, it's uh, I'll spell it out for you. It's at R-E-G-Z. O O G that's Z for you that you folks from across the pond, R E G Z O O G. Uh, but either way on Instagram, that's the place to find her. And uh, as per, as per usual, we'll have things linked up just like we always do in the show notes for today's episode, photos, links, obviously social media handles, all that good stuff as per usual. Dizruns.com slash nine, six, eight is the link today. Dizruns.com slash nine, six, eight. So, uh, Reagan, the, the way we always start off each episode of the show is with a, a, a simple question. That to be quite honest, I don't I don't know how simple of a of a question is going to be for you. Um, you'll, you'll I'm sure you'll have an answer for it, um, but it's it's a great way to start the conversation and, and launch off from there. And it's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? Um, I'd have to say 176. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> honestly, uh, while I was doing my training, I did run a half marathon, and I found that to be quite enjoyable. I've kind of told people I feel like that's going to be my distance, my my comfy, you know, this is still fun. I don't feel like dying kind of kind of run that I'll probably choose to do um, for fun. Yeah. Yeah. A half marathon is uh, is very much the the head and shoulders most po- I, I don't have it graphed out, but it's it's the most popular answer for uh, any number of reasons. But it is it is a good distance, good, good challenge to push yourself, but doable. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a great distance to race. That's for sure. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I've settled on. I although I will say I'm going to try my first official marathon in December, so I might change my answer, but I'm still kind of leaning toward probably half marathon's going to be it by the time I'm done with that too. Gotcha. Well, that's and that's part of the the beauty of of running is there's so many options out there. And you never ha- you, it's not like you have to pick one and commit to it forever, you know? You can have a period where half marathon's great marathons 5k oh, i'm not a big 5k fan as the listeners know but like that could be your jam for a while like whatever you want to do uh you can always come and go and, and and it's all good but um you know i'm not i don't want to bury the lead today like like it's, it's it's right there kind of in the intro that uh mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't long ago that you hadn't raced at all and then it was it was very <laughs> recently and, and we'll get into the details more as we go obviously but you did seven marathons in, in a seven day span so um how did, you know, what, what was the, uh, the thing that got you maybe even, I don't know, maybe before you signed up for the, the challenge or the, the MS runs the U S uh, seven marathons, I'll uh, be part of that team. But what, where'd you, when did you get started with, with running? Had you been running much before that? Before, you know, like, like how, how did your running journey kind of get started, Reagan? Yeah. You know, I'm going to say 
I feel like I'm going to be lumped into the the COVID running category. Mm. Um, so let's see, October of 2019, I had my youngest son um, and I was pretty eager after that um, on like after my first, I was pretty eager to kind of get back in shape, get back to the gym, start working out again, um, putting that kind of back in my routine. Um, and I found a gym. I did a whole, you know, eight week program there, felt really great, was in good shape, um, kind of in a rhythm. Them and then COVID shut everything down and just kind of turned my fitness plans upside down. So I kind of had to regroup and think like, well, I'm not going to stop my momentum and just, you know, stop working out. So what can I do at home? Um, I was, I work full time. So I was working at home. Both of my kids, you know, couldn't go to daycare at the time. So I was home with two kids under uh, three, right at three and um, six months old. So young, young kiddos trying to figure out what in the world am I going to do with them and be able to still work out and do a full-time job. So my solution to that was let's throw the kids in the jogger. And I'm just, I started running short intervals, honestly, just little, you know, one minute burst, one minute walk, and would just kind of do that for a couple miles. And that's kind of how I started out getting just a taste for running. Cause I'll be honest before that, if you had asked anybody, they would have told you that they knew I hated running. It was like, not a secret. I I was very adamant about not liking it, um, that I would never be a runner or choose that as exercise. But it weirdly kind of became like a refuge for me as I started doing that during COVID because that was when we really weren't leaving right. our house at all. So it was a great way for my kids to be entertained and happy, for me to get fresh air and, you know, get out of the house and to exercise. So I kind of just built from there and went from doing these 20, 30 minute interval runs into, you know what, I'm going to try running a mile without stopping for literally the first time. Um, and, you know, from there, I just kind of steadily built up to two miles and then three miles. And then I think it was at about five miles was where I was at when I applied for this completely insane run. To be honest, I was looking for a 5k. I was like, <laughs> let's find a virtual 5k that's tied to MS. Um, I have, I have multiple sclerosis, mm -hmm. so it's a cause that's near and dear to me. So I was like, you know what, this is gonna be awesome. I'll find a 5k. Um, I'll, I'll do it. It'll be like a great accomplishment. And when I was researching, you know, good old Google, um, run 5k, uh, MS or something along those lines, MS run the U S just came up as a run associated with MS. Um, and I was like, gosh, who, who would ever do this? <laughs> it was honestly my first thought. This sounds awful. Like who are these insane people that d decide to do this? Like for fun, basically not for fun, but for a good cause, but you know, willingly would put their bodies through that. I could not shake it after I visited that website, mm. though. It's like I, I kept going back and like day after day, I kept like visiting it and reading more about it. And I was so intrigued and just interested. Um, and I would even go to bed at night, like thinking about it, like, gosh, that's really crazy that people do that. Um, and at a certain point when I couldn't stop thinking about it, I figured that, OK, I think I think that I need to just apply what's mm. I mean I, the worst thing that could happen is that <laughs> I get accepted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly um so yeah I filled it out I you know did a little research and I thought I, I started thinking to myself you know what if I really do train I think I can do this mm. <laughs> yeah well that's that's uh 
you know, the, the thing going through my head is, is I was thinking about a 5k and I, I ended up with seven marathons. Like, like that's, yeah. that's a leap that that's uh you it's know, a little different. It's a, it's a slight, slightly different than, than what you were getting yourself into. And, and obviously again, we'll, we'll get to that a little bit more. But I just, I, I'd love to get even a little bit more of the backstory. So like you said, you have multiple sclerosis. Um, mm-hmm. when, when did that diagnosis come in? Like, like, where were you? I, I know sometimes it's, it's early di- diagnosis. Sometimes it's a little bit later in life. Like wh- where were you, uh, when you were diagnosed with MS? Yeah. Um, let's see. It was about six years ago. I was 26 years old, um, engaged. So, you know, I was loving my job. I was in just like, honestly, an awesome place in life. I was living in Denver, um, and just started having all these really weird things. I would go to work out and would start getting double vision that wouldn't go away for like an hour where it was like really hard for me to see and be able to walk straight. Um, and then from there, just these really random symptoms of like tingling all in one side of my body, my leg and my arm. And it progressively just started spreading to different areas of my body. And what, you know, what started out is like, well, this is weird. It's probably going to go away in a couple days. You know, I realized when it didn't go away that it was something more serious. So um, my mother-in-law is a nurse. And so she told me, you know, I think that I think I'm going to see if I can get you in to see a neurologist. And so that's kind of where it started. Um I have a, well, my story with MS in and of itself is pretty crazy. I actually, before my diagnosis, I had worked at the National MS Society in Denver. So I knew, I knew a lot about MS. My grandmother had MS, um, but I just never thought that would be a part of my story. It's, you know, something that um, I guess seeing other people go through it, I just never in a million years thought like this, is, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to, you know, deal with MS in my own life at some point in time. Um, so it was really shocking for me, but I did have, um, I had a lot of knowledge about the disease and how it works and what progression can look like and doesn't look like. And I think that's the craziest thing about MS is you just don't know what to expect. So that was my initial, um, when I was diagnosed, I think, I think I immediately went into fear because I've seen both ends of the spectrum. I'd worked with, uh, volunteers there that had MS that, I mean, you would just never know looking at them. And I worked with other volunteers who were moms, um, you know, middle-aged moms in wheelchairs that really had lost a lot of functionality in their legs and had lived extremely dependent lifestyles because, you know, MS really, took their mobility. So really not knowing what to expect. I was fearful and angry and just really sad and disappointed, um, feeling like I had my whole life ahead of me, but this was the thing that could change everything and keep me from doing a lot of the things that I'd always dreamed of doing. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can, I guess, thankfully only imagine, you know, how, how much of a shock that would be. Everything, everything's looking good. And then all of a sudden kind of out of, out of nowhere, this, this diagnosis hits, um, you know, when, when, when it did happen, like you said, it, it's, it's an interesting coincidence that you'd been around folks that had MS before and had that experience, you know, working with, with some of those folks. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you, I, I'm sure you've probably thought about it. I, I don't know if this is a great question or not, but we'll see. And if it, if it doesn't land, we'll move on. But like when, when you get the diag or before you got the diagnosis, did you like, were you going, oh gosh, some of these symptoms line up or was it, was it, kind of in your brain that it had to be like, it's, it clearly can't be multiple sclerosis. It's gotta be something else. Like, like where were you kind of when you're in that limbo situation? 
You know, I didn't really think about it until I had my first appointment with the neurologist. Honestly, at first I was thinking, and that's what's so crazy about um, multiple sclerosis in general, is that everybody's symptoms are so different. I've talked with some of the other um, amazing folks on this team with me um, who have MS and, you know, their symptoms and their journey with MS looks totally different from mine. And that's what makes MS so tricky to diagnose and to pinpoint is that, I mean, the symptoms can vary dramatically mm-hmm. from bladder issues to vision to mobility to tingling to, you know, just intense fatigue right. and everything in between. Um, I mean, I would be shocked if really almost anybody out there existed that had the exact same symptoms mm-hmm. in the exact same place. So for me, I guess I just never even thought about like, this is probably what's going to be happening. Um, until I was in there and really started talking to the doctor. Um, and at that point, before I had even gone in and gotten my MRIs that confirmed, uh, that showed the lesions in my Mm -hmm. brain and in my spine that are indicative of MS. Um, before going into that, I had started trying to come to terms with the fact that based on those symptoms and my conversation with the doctor, that there was a fairly good chance that that's, that's what we were looking at. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So do you mind uh, getting into what, what your symptoms are like? What, 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 what are the symptoms that you deal with? Yeah. So now after being diagnosed, um, I mean, there are several different types of MS, uh, different forms that are more progressive and less progressive. Um, I've been fortunate to have one that's less progressive and that's been um, that's been easily kept under control with modern medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, I started getting monthly infusions of a certain uh, drug that just helps kind of keep everything at bay for me. Um, so since I have started doing that, um, it kind of reined in most of my initial symptoms. I I no longer struggle with any kind of like vision issues. Um, I do have just kind of a constant tingling in my hand. And sometimes even when I'm running, I feel it in my right leg. It's just one side of my body. Um, But aside from that, um, you know, I do have days that I feel more tired. And I think one of the things that I've loved about running especially and I tell this to people all the time because it sounds so backwards, but I know you know what I mean. Waking up early and going for a run gives me way more energy during the day. And it weirdly, I think, helps me overcome some of that fatigue that's often associated with MS because it just kind of invigorates my body and wakes me up for the day. And that kind of just carries me through the rest of the day. I don't feel like I crash as much as the days that I decide that I'd rather sleep in or, Mm -hmm. you know, rest a little more. Yeah, that is is one of those things that, just in general, how, how going for a run makes you feel more energetic as opposed to feeling more tired that, um, I don't, I don't think too many people have, have wrapped their heads around until they've experienced it. And once you, once you feel it and once you, you know, just like for me, it feels like sometimes those morning runs just, just kind of sets the world up for, to be a better place that day. And, and it really does. It really does. It absolutely really does. So, um, when it, you know, when it comes to running and working out in general, like you, like you mentioned, you know, even before you got into running, like working out was still a thing that you, that was important to you, something that you enjoyed doing. Um, do you have, you know, seeing as, as your MS is, is pretty well I don't know, regulated, if that's the right word or, it is. or yeah, yeah. You know, with, with the medication, yeah. um, mm-hmm. do you have limitations as far as exercises or workouts or things like that? Or, or, you know, beyond just like the normal physical of like, yeah. you can't bench press a house, but like, you know, do you, do right. you are you able to, to pretty much exercise without any restriction? 
Um, you know, yeah, that's pretty much the case for me. And I think undertaking this run was also a chance for me to prove to myself and other people that like, I, I have full control over my body and I might have some limitations because of my MS, but I like really feel like there's not much that I can't do. Um, and I think this was an opportunity for me to be able to prove that in its, you know, fullest capacity. Um, so it was weirdly, I'm not going to say it was like a test because like who, who goes and does that as a test, but, but, you know, I just felt like, you know what, my body can do this. And this is my chance to show people that even though I have a chronic illness that I'm going to be dealing with for the rest of my life, um, I'm not going to let that limit me and give me kind of a ceiling, um, that I feel like I'll never be able to break through when it comes to fitness and doing the things that I want to do in my life. Yeah, well, that's and that's awesome, and hopefully that continues for for many, many years, decades down the road, where you know you just you can just get old like like everybody, and you kind of have some things kind of you know slow down a little bit that way, as opposed to the to the MS uh, you know becoming more of a factor. Hopefully, is is the plan, but um, that's the hope. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So you know, getting a little bit closer to, to present day, although I guess I guess maybe well you know about a year ago, right? You, you you're looking for this 5K. Um, you stumble upon the, the MS runs the U S website and, and the mm-hmm. seed gets planted about, um, maybe, maybe running seven marathons in seven days. Um, a, a handful of months ago had Ashley on the show. So we kind of talked about it from her perspective as the director, the founder of the organization, some of the, the yeah. early days of, of the whole running across the U S situation. Um, but from your perspective, what, what was that process like? So you, you, you find the website, uh, decide to, to apply. What was the, the application process like and, and kind of getting you from the, maybe I'll do this to, all right, well, I guess I'm going to do this, uh, you know, that part of the phase. Yeah. Um, well, to be honest, my, my faith played a really big part mm-hmm. in that. And I think giving me that final push to feel like, you know what, I can, I can do this. It just felt like a calling to me, um, which is really what gave me the confidence to be able to go into it. Cause even Ashley will tell you, uh, you know, there, there's a whole process you apply, you kind of do a couple of interviews and, you know, they want to know kind of why, why have you signed up to do this completely crazy thing? And, you know, based on your running experience, like, are you qualified to do this? And (laughs) Ashley said to me from the beginning, well, to be honest, like you, are not the kind of person based on your experience that I would say like, yeah, let's get you out on the road and have you run seven marathons in seven days, knowing the farthest you've ever run is five miles. But I think I talked a pretty good game. I just, (laughs) I was like really feeling like, I don't know. There was just something inside me that told me like, if you sign up to do this and if you go through the training and do what they tell you to do and you show up, like you're going to be able to make it happen. And I think that I, I had to approach it that way, knowing that I, I couldn't sit there and say, oh yeah, this is my, you know, PR for a marathon and here are all the half marathons I've done. I just knew that I was going to have to be almost like stupidly confident in myself and my ability to train and to get there and just believe that, that my body would, would get me through it, which, Mm -hmm. you know, looking back sounds really especially crazy, (laughs) but, but I just, I, I felt this like weird confidence and peace during the whole process that, um, that just made me think like, that this is just supposed to be a part of my life story. Mm -hmm. How did, uh, once you got accepted and, and like, Mm -hmm. I'm sure at that point, 
I mean, I'm assuming, I guess, at that point, it gets a little more real. Like, oh shoot, like this is this, I, yeah, this is going to happen. Definitely did. Um, yeah. How did how did how did the training go? I mean, you have for, I, I don't know what the timeline was. Eight months, six, six months, ten months, something like that to to really gear up. And obviously, it depends on what part of the relay you're running. Um, mm-hmm. But but you know, in in the time that you had to prepare for, it, like how did how did things go? Was it relatively smooth sailing? Was it uh, was it uh, a little bit rocky? Like how how did the, the, the preparations go for you? You know, I would say a little bit of both. Um, I think I didn't realize how much I needed to learn about running. I think Mm. people just assume, you know, you just get out there and you just start running and then you start running farther and you start running farther. And like that was a part of it. But I will say I struggled with a few just minor injuries. And a lot of that came from, again, just not really knowing what I was doing Mm. from not having the right shoes, from kind of abandoning the strength part that I had done before running. But, you know, once I got into running thinking like, I just need to do more running to train. Um, I, it just, honestly, I've, I've loved learning about running and all the things that I need to do outside of the running in and of itself and the stretching and yoga and different things that go hand in hand with being able to train injury free for an event like this. Cause that was my biggest fear. I was like, I knew that my muscles weren't really familiar with running Mm -hmm. and I needed to make sure that I wasn't going to hurt myself doing something that, uh, that my body was, that was just so foreign to, to my body. Um, so I would say that overall it was about as smooth as it could have gone, knowing that I really had no experience mm-hmm. with understanding um, all of the different uh, pacing and what is a tempo run? What does it look mm-hmm. like? You know, all of those different things. I, I had to learn all of that um, during training. So that was challenging. Um, but I, I had a great run coach, um, Caitlin, who's, who's a part of the MS Run the U.S. Mm-hmm. organization. And she really helped me understand, um, you know, what, what my training should look like and when I needed to do strength and um, some of the different, some of the some of the other things that I just really didn't know kind of going into this process blind yeah that's that's uh you know I think somewhere in there the idea of of having a coach having somebody that that can help you and and speaking as a coach I think sometimes um it's almost nice to have somebody that that has a relatively clean slate because you don't have to unlearn any bad habits you don't have to to maybe uh break some some habits that uh aren't aren't conducive, especially for something as, as specialized as running seven marathons in seven days. You know, you have somebody who's, who's run a marathon here or there or whatever. Um, some of the ways that you train for a standalone race are going to obviously be quite a bit different than something where you're going out there 26 miles a day times seven, you know, like it's, it's a, the different demands obviously are, are quite, quite extremely different than, than it is for one yeah. race. But, um, you know, so, so you're going through the process, you're training, um, the other side of the the other piece of the puzzle, the other the other side of the coin, if you will, is the the fundraising component. Um, mm-hmm. how, how did had, had you had any experience with fundraising before that, and and or maybe not and or, but and how did the fundraising go for you? Yeah. Um, you know what? I had a little bit of fundraising experience before. Not, not very much after I was diagnosed with MS, I did, um, walk MS Mm. and did just, you know, I really didn't reach out to that many people kind of just plastered on my Facebook page type thing. Mm. Um, and you know, got a few donations from that. When I worked at the MS society, I did work with a lot of volunteers on kind of some different fundraising tactics and stuff. So even though I wasn't actually raising funds, I, you know, knew a few things and learned a few things from that as well. Um, but overall, I mean, 
in honestly, this is one of the things that I think gave me the confidence to get through it. But I have such an incredible community of um, supporters of family and friends and um, other members of my church and co-workers. And I mean, I just have a lot of different areas of my life that I have felt so supported and encouraged. Um, and I think I just knew that my people would come through for me. And that was one of the things I told Ashley in the beginning, you know, she said like, normally people come in and they're either really comfortable running and the fundraising really scares them or the fundraising's not that big of a deal and the running is the hard part. And I was like, well, I'm definitely the latter. There's just, I mean, you know, I, I'm doing the training for running, have no experience though, but I felt really confident from the start that, um, I would be able to, to do, uh, the fundraising and hit the goal that I needed to. And I ended up, I mean, I had a goal of $10,000 and I ended up raising, I think around $27,000, which just blew me away. And I mean, that wasn't even going and reaching out to local businesses. Those were like friends and friends of Mm -hmm. friends and, you know, a few random people who heard what I was doing through social media, but the most of it were, are people that I, that I know. And I think I had, over 200 people uh, donate, which honestly is still just like astounding to me and just so affirming to have so many awesome people out there that believed in me so much and that were touched by my journey and my experience. And um, so, yeah, I feel like feel like that's that ended up being one of the easiest parts mm-hmm. of this experience which which was nice because it really did just allow me to not have to stress about it and I could really just focus on the running. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I did my first uh, charity event just before COVID happened. I did the, the goofy <laughs> challenge down here at Disney world, um, in, in, I guess it would be January of 2020. And I, you know, for the benefit, for your benefit, cause I think most people have heard the story, but like I was, I was thinking about it for a while and was just, you know, so worried about the fundraising piece. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you put it out there and, and, you know, like people are, people are willing, people are generous, maybe sometimes more so than we think they might be. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you, for you blowing, blowing it completely out of the water, you put it out there, people answered the call and, and went way above and beyond, which is, which is fantastic. Yeah, it was, I mean, it really is. It's just incredible to see how, how people, how generous people are and, you know, how many different people will show up when you're doing something that, that matters to you, especially, I think that that really shines through. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you get the, you get the fundraising piece taken care of more than taken care of you. you, The training's going mostly well and, and you're building Mm -hmm. up and you've got good guidance, good coaching, good, good support along the way. Um, so we get to, to what was it? June 2nd of 2021. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Yep. It was almost, yeah. Two months ago I was on the road. (laughs) Yeah. It's, 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 it's about, you know, getting ready to, to take the first steps on the first day of seven days in a row. What was, what was going through your mind when this was like, it's here, it's about to happen. Oh man. You know, at that point I felt, uh, pretty ready. I think that luckily I wasn't super stressed about it at that point because I did know that either I'd done enough or I hadn't done enough. <laughs> you know, you get to a certain point before the race and, and everybody had warned me like, okay, when, like when you're tapering, you might want to do more, but you really shouldn't. And I remember feeling like that, like, oh gosh, like, am I ready? Am I really ready though? Um, but honestly, then then by the time I got up to Colorado, my segment was from Denver out to Eastern Colorado, Ray, Colorado. Um, I felt pretty at peace with it all. Um, again, overall, I, I was 
injury free at that point. I didn't have any like nagging little injuries. Um, my kids had gone up there with me and were staying with family. I'm super lucky that I had family in Denver where we're starting. My husband grew up there and his parents live there. And so, you know, like I knew the kids were taken care of. So I just felt like, okay, I really don't have anything that I need to focus on now, except for getting, getting through this next week. Um, and, and at that point, I felt like I had done the training. Um, I had run the long runs. I had had one of those really horrible long runs <laughs> that get, made get, me get that question the way in the every training. decision yep. that I'd had. Yep. Yeah. Like wondering, like, why did I do this to myself? Am I really sure? And then at that point, I'm like, well, gosh, I mean, we're not that far out. So, you know, I think I'd been through kind of the highs and lows. And I, you know, my husband had to give me one of those, like, get a grip. You know, you're going to do great. You're made to do this. You've been putting in the work. Like, stop freaking out. It's going to be fine. Kind of pep talks, um, talk me off the ledge. And, uh, but you know, that had been a few weeks before. And ever since I'd had that moment that I had questioned all of my life decisions leading up to that <laughs> point in time, um, I felt pretty good and, and overall, just like at peace. And, I told people, I know that a lot of people, you know, try to pick like a power word for some of their different um, phases of training or specific uh, runs or races. And for me, that word was peace because I think I just knew I had to like weirdly pull myself back. Like I couldn't get um, overly worked up or stressed or worrying about things that I knew I couldn't control at that point. I just knew I had to, you know, put rubber to road literally with my running shoes and get out there and get the miles done. And I think that 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 was just my my focus at that point was okay i i'm as ready as i'm ever gonna be right. you know right yeah that's i feel like that's that's maybe the ideal headspace is because because there isn't anything you can do right like you said you can't do more like you, you did what you did and, and now it's time to go so how did how did it go how, how were the how were those seven days was it i'm sure there was still some ups and downs and again probably not all smooth sailing but but hopefully some some times that it went pretty well but um you know seven days in a row that's that's a lot how did how did it shake oh, out for, for sure you? oh man you know quick, quick, the quick recap of it is, you know, day one adrenaline got me through. Mm -hmm. I ran fast, probably faster than I should have, but <laughs> right. I was just feeling good. The weather was great. Um, day two was my roughest day for sure. The, the roads changed. I got off trails and onto some really narrow country roads with very snaky grass. And I will tell you, I have a fear of snakes. And so I, I seeing a bunch of dead snakes as I'm running on the shoulder of the road was not at all comforting. <laughs> so between like weaving across the road, getting out of the way of some of semi trucks and, you know, uh, trying to avoid uh, being too close to the tall grass, I would say that was my most stressful day. And it was hot. I got a gnarly sunburn that day, which did make me panic after that, because I'm thinking all I have are these running tanks. I didn't oh. think to order any teas because I wanted whatever was cool coolest and tanks are coolest for me. Um, luckily my run coach came to the rescue and brought me, um, a, a t-shirt. So I used that for the next couple of days while my sunburn healed. Mm -hmm. Um, but at that point I started getting heat rash cause it was pretty hot out there. Um, so for the rest of it, I struggled through heat rash and blisters. Um, but I had no like major injuries. And so 
all along the way, I kept telling myself like, okay, if like a sunburn and heat rash and blisters is like the, the worst thing I have to deal with, like I can manage that. I can right. manage that. That's something that, you know, I can doctor up and push through. So I think I was fortunate that I obviously train well because, uh, you know, I, I didn't injure myself. I didn't have any, you know, nagging knee pain or back pain or hip or anything awesome. like that. Um, so the running in and of itself felt pretty good. Um, and I'd also prepared myself for, here's the other thing. Everybody always assumes like, oh my gosh, like how do you actually run all of those miles? And I probably ran 80% of it and walked mm-hmm. 20 because right. it's just not feasible to truly run full marathons without any walking, uh, over a week. Um, I just don't think my body would be able to handle it at all. So, you know, kind of just listening to my body was key for me. Um, and just knowing that I wasn't, I mean, I, I was proving a lot to people just by accomplishing it. And I didn't need to burden myself with feeling like I needed to be hitting certain mm-hmm. paces or walking a certain number or running a certain number of miles rather versus walking. So I think I just had to like try to be humble during the process and just know that getting to the finish line was the biggest thing. Um, and that every single person uh, who did a segment, everyone's journey was going to look different. So I even would go out in the evenings and do what we call bank a few extra miles and just walk a few more miles, usually with family that was in town. And they loved it because they were kind of a part of my journey and a part of my route. And um, it was just a way for me to cover a little more ground each night so that uh, when when I showed back up in the morning, you know, I was ready to go and had a few more miles under my belt. And it helped a ton um, with my recovery. I was shocked right. by that. But I wasn't nearly as sore because, you know, some of that lactic acid was uh, kind of getting washed back out of my legs every time that I would go and do those walks again. Yeah. Yeah. Again, kind of like the, the whole crazy thing about how, you know, a run in the morning makes you feel more energized the next day. It's, it's, it's a little bit backwards sometimes on the surface to think about the idea of yeah. like, Oh, you just ran 26 miles. Now go out and walk a few and that's going to help you feel Seriously. better tomorrow. But it, but it really, does. I know. Yeah. Oh Yeah. But yeah, I was exhausted after finishing those long oh. runs too. So the thought of going back out there, but my run coach again was like, you should do it. I think it'll help your recovery. And it did. So I was grateful for that. But overall, my experience on the road was just incredible. Um, I mean, it was, I'm just never going to forget it. Crossing the finish line. I was really, really emotional. Um, during my uh, recap video, you can see me just losing it as I'm coming up to the finish line because gosh, I, it was just so symbolic. It was mm-hmm. an accomplishment that I think I never saw myself doing. And it also just was a reminder that my MS doesn't have to limit me in my life and that, you know, I can still dream big dreams and, and do big things. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So as, as we're, you know, at this point now, a couple months post, mm-hmm. uh, post the, the seven marathons in seven days, what's, what's, and maybe you kind of just answered it a little bit, but I'd love, you know, kind of with, with a little bit of distance, but between you and the, and the race now, what are, what are your reflections on it? Uh, as far as, um, I don't know. I mean, totally wide open lessons learned, takeaways, lasting memories, like, like whatever, yeah. what, what are, what are like the big things that really stand out to you from, from doing the seven marathons in seven days? 
you know, I, I'm not sure if it's something I'm ever going to be able to like fully process in the way that I thought that I would going into it. Um, man, but overall it was just, it's, it's something that I, again, I just don't know if I'm ever going to be able to fully put it into words. Um, but start to finish, it was such an incredible journey. Um, it taught me a lot about discipline. I will say, I feel like I'm one of those people that I'm not always super disciplined. I kind of get sucked into different trends and fads, especially when it comes to like workouts and all that and then end up kind of falling off the bandwagon and looking for something new. And this was like, I knew that I had to do training. I knew that there weren't days that I was going to, you know, be able to say, eh, I'm just going to take this day off. I had to, I had to stick to my training plan if I wanted to succeed. Um, so that was, was awesome for me, but overall the experience, I was super lucky to have family there along the way. Even my like young boys, they would stay in the hotels with grandparents, um, as we were, you know, kind of traveling along my route, which was awesome. Um, my husband too really did not train at all with me came out and he ran a full marathon with me one of those days. I know. And the next day did a half just because he knew that I enjoyed his company and wanted his support. And then it meant a lot to, to have him out there with me. Um, so again, I think that, I think it also just the aspect of, of community just blew me away. Um, I just felt so loved and cared for and supported. And the people who watched my live stream finish on Instagram of going across the finish line. And, um, it was just, it was just awesome all around. Um, and again, just a reminder that, that my MS doesn't have to, to limit me. I've been kind of using the term that rather than use it as a limitation, I've kind of tried flipping the script and I've kind of used that as my fuel rather than, you know, something to stop me from doing things, something to push me to do more things. Um, so I will say I am not going to be a like ultra marathoner. <laughs> Some people <laughs> told me before, oh, you're going to be like addicted to this and you're going to want to do stuff like this all the time. Um, and and that's, I just, I don't think that's going to be my thing. I'm going to try a real marathon, see how it goes, do it race style, which is totally different than, you know, running solo down the country roads with, you know, littered with cows and farms of Eastern Colorado. Um, but, but like I said, I think, I think I'm, I'm going to keep running. I, I crave it still. Awesome. It's like a crazy, you know, I, I like get the addiction. I used to think like you people were so weird, but now I'm one of you people and I finally get it. <laughs> so yeah, one, one of us, it's, it got its, it's got its teeth in you. And now, now you're stuck, which is, which it's true. Not, not the worst place to be stuck being a, you know, as, as a runner, part of the running community, though, I will say this, you know, not, not, uh, feel free to, to dismiss unsolicited advice, but be careful saying oh, I'll never be an ultra marathoner because that 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 never say never thing is is maybe never more true than it is when it comes to runners saying oh I'll never do that and then dot 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 they they do that oh, so true. so be careful. I think I'm be like careful. a poster child of that considering <laughs> that I you know used to tell people you'd have to dangle a cheeseburger on a string in front mm-hmm. of me to get me to run around the block and here I am after running seven marathons in seven days and you know I'm everybody that I knew I I think just thought I was completely insane. <laughs> right, right. Well, speaking of uh, some people that maybe are completely insane, I know I know that there's a couple of folks, at least a couple, maybe more than that, but at least a couple of folks that listen to the show regularly that are thinking about applying to be part of mm-hmm. the the uh, MS runs the US team whether it's in you know next year 2023 whatever the case yeah. may be so um you know for those that that are definitely thinking about it for those that maybe would be at least open to thinking about it um sell them sell them a little bit sell us a little bit like what why is it something that 
uh, I mean, again, life changing, hard to process still probably at two months out, but, yeah. um, just all the good that it does, the fundraising, the whole nine, um, give a little, little encouragement, a little, a little nudge to those that are on the fence. Yeah. I mean, you know, aside from raising children and getting married, I would say this is probably the best experience of my life. I've like learned a lot about myself. I've learned a lot about, um, what it really looks like to push the limits and to be passionate about something and to, to put that passion into action, uh, by doing something tangible, by creating a difference for, um, a disease that still needs a lot of support and research since there is no, um, cure for it. But even beyond that, man, I will tell you, I, had the best time on the road. I mean, the running was super hard, but hanging out in an RV for a week with two really awesome crew members, which for, for us this year uh, was Malcolm and Haley. I mean, they've become like two dear, dear friends of mine that I've like told them, like, you can't quit me. We're going to be friends forever. Um, and just Gosh, I mean, it's it's something that I'm just always going to cherish the whole experience. There's really nothing quite like taking an ice bath in a unicorn pool in the middle of a trailer park. <laughs> <laughs> it's just something I think I never saw in my life thinking, you know, what are my life plans going to look like? Never did I think that would be something I would ever do in my lifetime, but here I am. I've done it. Um, but really, but really on a more serious note, just crossing that finish line was, it was just incredible knowing I, I did the math going into it and I had, you know, spent, done over a thousand, uh, miles of training, um, and just hours upon hours. That was the hardest thing for me is the amount of time that mm -hmm. it takes to train. Um, especially again, being a mom with kids and right. working and knowing that weekends were my sacred time, but having to go do two back-to-back -back long runs was, it was tough. Um, but it was worth the sacrifice and man, being able to tell my kids about what I've done when they're older. Um, I'm, when they tell me that their homework's too hard, I'm, I'm always going <laughs> to use this. Let me tell you about hard right, kids. <laughs> right. And they're going to roll their eyes and be like, Oh mom. Um, no, but, but it, it was, it was the, one of the greatest things I've ever, ever been a part of. And I, I've met so many incredible people. I know you said you're going to talk to, to a few more, but I built relationships, lasting relationships with a lot of my teammates, even though I've never even met them other than, you know, an occasional zoom team call that we do. Um, we've really forged these special connections with other people who, who care about the mission, who have MS themselves, who have family members that, um, that have suffered from MS. And it's just created, man, a bunch of new, really cool relationships and experiences for me. That's awesome. That's awesome. It, it, it kind of sounds like, and I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but the, the impression I get is that, I mean, this, this whole experience probably couldn't have, I mean, you could always pick one thing could have been better, but in general, it probably couldn't have gone much better for you. No, I would say that that's pretty accurate. Um, I definitely had some really challenging moments and, you know, times that I second guessed why I was doing what I was doing. Um, but that's just a part of the process. And I feel like if you don't have those moments, then at the end, you kind of wonder if it was really worth doing. Um, but having going through some of that adversity along the way uh, just made it so much more worth it in the end. Again, crossing that finish line is just a feeling that I don't think I can ever, ever really put into words, just the, the emotions of, um, you know, everything kind of culminating into that moment. And that was the moment that I'd envisioned on my hard training days is like, imagine the finish line, imagine the finish line. Um, so when I finally got there, it was almost surreal. Right. 
Right. Um, going back to kind of the beginning of the conversation, you brought it up again just a minute ago, but um, never were a runner, ne- never enjoyed it, never something that you thought you were going to do. But then you just said not, not too long ago that you're one of us now, like you get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, was, was there a point where, I don't want to say that it clicked, but where it became, mm-hmm. became fun, where you oh, enjoyed was. it? Was it no, a no, process? Like, all right, well, can you tell, tell us what, what it was that made it click for you? Yeah, it was, it was running my first half marathon. So that was the thing that I told Ashley from the beginning. I was like, I know that a lot of times you want people to at least have a half marathon under their belt when they sign up for this. And again, I'm talking to her and it's probably like October. Um, and I'm like, I'm signed up. I'm signed up for a half marathon early January. Like I'm doing it. I'm excited about it. Like it's going to be great. So that was my like first thing. And I think that helped me break up my training. So it didn't feel quite as daunting is like, that was my first milestone that I was going to hit. Um, and again, you know, like the training for it was fine. You know, it, it, it was manageable. I didn't love it at that point. Um, but then I went out and I ran my first like real in-person half marathon and I freaking loved it. I was just like, this was awesome. Like, look at all these people that are just out here running with me because they love to run. Um, and crossing the finish line, I, I paced myself pretty good. I'd taken it pretty easy because I just did not know what to expect. Right. Um, and I still had a lot of gas left in the tank for probably the last like two or three miles. And I had the best time just like flying by people. <laughs> it was so fun <laughs> um, having, a, having a strong finish and crossing that finish line and just the celebration afterward. I was like, man, yeah, I'm going to do this again. And since then, I've told everybody like, hey, I'm going to make you do a half marathon with me. Hey, you're going to be training to do a half marathon with me. <laughs> that's that's awesome. And so. as, as somebody who's been on both sides of that end of the end of the race scenario of blowing by people mm-hmm. and being the one that's getting blown by. Yeah, you, you got it right. Mm-hmm. You did it. You did it the right way. Save the save that energy. Finish strong. That's that's yeah. way more enjoyable than uh, just be doing that death march for the last Feeling couple gassed. of miles. Yeah. yeah. Oh, not a whole lot of fun. Not a whole lot of fun there. But uh, but yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's awesome that, that you had such a such a moment where it just became fun. And, and yeah, now, now you've got the taste and it's it's hopefully something that you, you'll be continuing to enjoy for for many, many years. So as we're as we're wrapping up, Reagan, I, I like to uh, kind of close with a question similar to the introductory question. I call it the philosophical mm-hmm. question, something that's very open ended. Uh, take it whichever way you want to go with it. But this is where we'll kind of be, be putting the bow on the thing. Um, and and it just be curious, you know, in the in the, I guess, you know, year and a half ish, couple of years, something like not even a couple of years at this point, year and a half that you've been been a runner, uh, you know, from from even before you, you really enjoyed it, but it was something to do to get out of the house uh, to mm-hmm. where we are today. Um, can you point to anything where running has has changed you, you know, where, where something that, uh, you know, whether it's a perspective shift, whether it's lessons learned, whatever the case might be. Um, you know, a way that, that running has, has changed you in the, the short time that you've been kind of in, involved with the sport? Mm, that's a good question. Um, you know, I think that it's helped me learn how much our mind limits us as humans. Um, again, I, I always just swore that I would never be a runner. I thought it was hard. I struggled with it as a kid, like in gym class and all that. And I just had decided that it was something I was just never going to be good at. Right. I had pretty much just surrendered to the fact that I was never going to be able to do it. Um, 
And then at a certain point, I think that this journey has taught me that we need to stop doing that to ourselves. We need to stop telling telling ourselves that we can't do certain things or that we're just not made for that. Or, you know, I, I just wasn't made to be a runner um, because that's not true. I, I mean, I'm like proof of that, that if you really like believe you can do something and if you have the discipline to try it like for real and, you know, not bail and push through the, the hard moments and the challenging moments and the moments that you'd rather just stop and walk. Um, I mean, gosh, so much can come from that. Um, so I think it's really just taught me that, that I, I can do hard things and I can try things that I, that I've always thought I wouldn't succeed at. And, as long as I am in it and I'm passionate about it and I'm dedicated and motivated, then, then, you know, really we're the only ones limiting ourselves at the end of the day. I think that's been my biggest lesson learned. Mm. So true. And, uh, I, I love it. And I'm going to try not to muddy the waters there and just let that, let that simmer with folks. So, uh, once again, guys, if you enjoyed today's conversation, you want to follow along and, and see, see what's next to, for Reagan and her running career and, and everything else that's going on, uh, on Instagram at regzoog. That's again, R E G. Z-O-O-G. Uh, Dizruns.com slash 968 is the link for the show notes today. We'll have everything linked up as per usual. So, uh, Reagan, thank you uh, so much for, for taking the time today. Congratulations on uh, one heck of an achievement. Seven marathons, seven days, not something that a lot of people can say that they've done before. Probably not something a lot of people can say they have much of a desire to do, but you did it. You came out the other side. You're one of us now. Uh, and certainly, uh, again, congratulations and, and nothing but the best going forward. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. It's really been a pleasure. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Reagan and myself. And as per usual, I'd be curious to know what stood out to you from today's conversation. What was the uh, the takeaway du jour? Du jour. Uh, for me, it, it. I mean, there were a couple things, and they actually kind of tie in together, I think, a little bit. So I'm going to, maybe for the first time, I'm going to have a twofer, a twofer takeaway today. Uh, earlier in the conversation... Uh, Reagan mentioned something, basically, I guess she didn't necessarily mention it, but I kind of put it together, uh, her path to, to get to running seven marathons in seven days was rather, I, I guess I wrote down unconventional, you know, like basically signing up for the challenge before she'd even run a 5k, basically quote unquote, only running, you know, longest run five miles. Oh yeah. I'll go ahead and run 26.2 miles times seven. Like that's not exactly the way you draw it up, right? As, as a coach, as, as anyone with any type of logical progression, that's not exactly the way you'd go about doing it. And, and obviously, I mean this with no shade, no disrespect, none of that. I mean, it's arguably, it's more impressive that she did it that way. But I, I guess that's, that's where the takeaway comes in is that there is no right way, right? Like there, there might be some logical progressions. You know, the, the logical progression is to go 5K, 10K, maybe half marathon, maybe marathon. Maybe ultra if, if you really want to get, get crazy. Um, but that doesn't mean you have to do it. And, and I guess that's where the, the second little takeaway comes in is, is Reagan was talking about how, you know, through this process, you kind of learn, you know, don't, don't limit yourself. So, and, and even through, through her diagnosis, right, through, through having multiple sclerosis, uh, she said, I'm paraphrasing, but basically she said, instead of that being a limiter, something that, that limits what she can do, it's a launching off point, right? And so... I guess that's where the, the unconventional path kind of ties in is you don't have to follow an unconve- the, the, the standard path. And that doesn't mean you can or can't do certain, like don't limit yourself just because you didn't follow that path, right? Maybe you didn't get started with running until your 40th birthday, your 50th birthday. That doesn't mean that, you, that 
That doesn't mean anything. That means that's when you got started with running, right? Um, you know, like like there's just so many things about about the sport of running. It, just for myself, I'm not gonna not gonna try to throw any of y'all under the bus. It just just for myself, where it's like, oh, I can't do that. You know, whether it's distances, whether it's paces, and and you know, I mean, not to not to be too woo woo. Like there are certain things that that just aren't gonna happen. Right, like, like I'm not gonna run a sub 10 second 100 meter dash. It ain't happening, right? But that doesn't mean I couldn't go out and push myself to run sprints and dashes in, in some type of you know adult track meet. I'm getting close to that masters level. It's a little scary, but you know, like I could I could go join a masters track meet and push myself in the 100 meters if I wanted to. I don't necessarily know that I want to, but instead of limiting myself and telling myself I couldn't do it, it's possible. Right. And, and who knows how fast I could go. And then I'd lay down a marker and maybe try to get faster. Right. And, and maybe to tie it back into that first way, that would be an unconventional path to get into marathons and ultra marathons. And then to, Oh, by the way, go back. And I never ran track before in my life. I never ran track in high school, never ran track in middle school, certainly didn't run track in college. And then as, as an adult, go run track. That'd be unconventional. So, you know, I, I guess, I guess this is just the, the, my takeaway today is just the reminder that, Within the, like the sport of running is so fantastic, and that there are basically the the only thing that limits us is ourselves as far as what events we want to do, what type of disciplines, locations. Do I want to run mountains? Do I want to run beaches? Do I want to run deserts? Like like there's so many opportunities out there, and there's no set path you have to follow to get to any of those types of races. And so you know, don't be afraid to do something a little different, do something a little outside your your comfort zone or what, what logic would dictate should be next and don't set limits on yourself. So there you go. Maybe, maybe making history today. First time ever a two for takeaway for me. Uh, but what about you? How many takeaways did you have from today's episode? One, two, five, seven. I don't know. I mean, lots of things. So, so what stood out to you from today? What was your takeaway from our conversation? Let me know at Dizruns on Twitter at Dizruns on Instagram. Go send an email to Dizruns at gmail.com or, and, or, Head over to the show notes for today. I got a couple of photos that Reagan sent over from, uh, you know, related to her her MS runs the, run the U.S. situation. A little finish line photo with some bubbly, which may be one of my favorite photos, uh, you know, show notes photos ever. It's it's, it's awesome. Go check it out. Uh, but if you scroll on down to the bottom there, past the links, past the photos, past the write up, past all the things, you'll find that comment section. You can leave your thoughts, feedbacks, takeaways, all of them. You can leave them all in one spot right there on the website, disruns.com slash nine six eight. Last but not least, get yourself a hat. Get yourself two hats, three hats, five hats. Get a couple visors, maybe some, maybe maybe a, a half zip, maybe a singlet. If you live if you live down south where you know it's still it's singlet season until at least Thanksgiving, get yourself a singlet or a sleeveless or whatever you want from Head Sweats. They got you covered with all manner of from from head to like mid shin. They got you covered. Uh, Dizruns.com/slash/headsweats is that affiliate link again. Costs you nothing. Gives me a few shekels on anything that you that you end up ordering. And uh, one way or the other, definitely make sure you use the code DIZRUNS40. That's D-I-Z-R-U-N-S-4-0. Save yourself 40% off anything and everything that you have in your cart. And uh, it'll, it'll end up on your doorstep in just a few short days. And again, get that free shipping. I mean, free shipping. You can't go wrong with free shipping. You're saving 40%. You're getting free shipping, getting some good gear. That's, that sounds like a win-win-win to me. But uh, anyway, whether you, whether you go shopping or not, uh, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, if you have anything that for me, let me know. If you love this episode, hit that share button, spread the word. Always appreciate that. And until next time, y'all, please be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, right? See you guys. Mm-hmm.